Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChumbaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello and welcome to the NUFC blogcast. This is a podcast about a club that has qualified for the Champions League, would you believe it? Oli, we've had a couple of days to kind of dissect it. The last time we spoke, it was the night of the qualification. How are you feeling now? Yeah, I mean... A few days ago, it still hadn't sunk in, despite us building up to it for months on end. But um, but yeah, now I'm just really excited. Like It's just nice to have all of the nerves and the constant checking the Premier League table out of the way and just to look forward to it really now. And also go into a game without worrying, without having to double-check what Liverpool's score might be or worry if injuries are going to impact us. So, so yeah, it's just onwards and upwards now. We can look ahead to a big summer and, yeah, exciting times. Let's dig into all that at the NUFC Blogcast. So you might have noticed the music was a bit different there. That last person shouting the Champions League theme tune, you will have noticed, is uh, Joe Linton. I don't know whether you saw that video going around on social media, but he uh, he seems to know the tune, and so do we. What a tune. Uh, we learned all about it in episode one of our podcast. But anyway, let's start by uh, previewing Chelsea. So Chelsea, what do we make of Chelsea this season, Ollie? A bit of a funny one, isn't it? Yeah, I mean... I think the one thing from a Newcastle perspective to say about them is they're probably the perfect example of a team who've got new owners and just gone about it the wrong way. Um, I think a lot of fans probably thought, and and especially sort of um, neutrals, would have would have seen us get Saudi owners and become the richest club in the world and probably presumed we'd sort of attack it like they would, just sort of very like haphazard, spending money left, right and centre without much of a plan. But actually... Uh, thankfully we've been totally different way more sort of um, measured in the way we've done it whereas I think I've used this example before they've been like a 14 year old playing FIFA they've just they've <laughs> almost had no plan so much money but no plan and I think the way they've 
the way they've done that just shows that you can have all the money in the world, but if you haven't got a plan behind the money, then look look at what happens. So it's yeah, hundred uh, percent. It's I yeah. mean, it's the perfect example, isn't it? Of you know, the argument comes out, Newcastle have bought their way to Champions League. Well, all right, obviously we wouldn't be here without the new owners because of the ambition they showed hiring Eddie Howe, the money we've spent, which has been sizable, but. The thing is that I always say to people, well, you know, this is nothing yet. Like you can't, you can't really say we've bought it yet. We, we are way ahead of schedule in what we've spent. We've just been catching up to teams. And you look exactly at teams like Everton, who spent 300 million over two seasons or whatever, was all on attacking midfielders, it seems. You look at Chelsea, who spent 300 million, half a billion last summer, was it? Or something stupid. Look at them. Crazy. They're 12th, 13th, 14th or something. It's, yeah. it's not the money. It's how you spend it. And thank goodness for the owners of our club for hiring people like Dan Ashworth for, I know he hasn't really yet had sort of an impact yet, but he's going to, and yeah. you know, it, it, you've got to be smart with it. And I think we have. Yeah, definitely. Like, like I said, there's, there's times where you've seen the way Chelsea have recruited and an example would be the Mikhailo Mudrik transfer saga. It, it almost seemed to me that they wanted to just spoil the fact Arsenal were going to sign them and they didn't actually have a plan for them, but they just thought, Do you know what, we're going to just spoil, spoil the fact a rival club wants him. And, that's not really how to recruit. Like I think the great thing about us is we've we've got a manager there who will only bring a player in if A, he fits the system and B, he fits the group and the mentality of the group. Um, yeah. I don't think... I mean, it's... Yeah. Sorry, go on. No, I'm just going to say I don't really think Chelsea have looked into that a great deal when you look at the way they've they've signed. I mean, an example would be one of their better players was was Ben Chilwell. Then they spent 50 million on Kukurea and then you wonder, well... They both want to be first choice. How is that going to work? And so, yeah, yeah there's there's a lack of planning there, I would say. I mean, the thing is, Chelsea used to be the the perfect example because Abramovich took them over and they bought young, hungry players like Damien Duff, Wayne Bridge, uh, even, you know, Joe Cole, uh, uh, I, 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 Robin, uh, you know, like all these players that yeah. were young with something to prove. Now Chelsea have become like, let's get the... It seems to me anyway, like the top talent from abroad, pay them stupid money already at this stage of their career and then act like they're top of the game already. No, they've got so much to prove in it. They've, they've gone about it all the wrong way in recent years. And I think most people would agree with that, even Chelsea fans. So, yeah. So, yeah, I yeah. mean, how do you think, I suppose the next question, Ollie, is how do you think, what, I mean, what team are we going to put out against Chelsea? I mean, obviously now we've qualified for the Champions League. It doesn't matter what the result is really on Monday. What sort of character is Eddie Howe? Is he going to play a reserve team? He's, I know Pope's injured, for example, for the rest of the season. He's had surgery on his hand. He's not in the England squad. He's not going to play on Monday. Uh, is he, are we going to put Gillespie in goal? Are we going to go with Dick Ravka? What are we, what are we going to do? Yeah, that's that's a tough thing going into it. And, I mean, it's nice for a start that we don't have to worry too much if certain players are going to be given a rest or the likes of Pope are injured. But, yeah, I, I do a predicted lineup piece every week on the site and, it's not. It's never easy to get those right, but this week I haven't got a clue what I'm going to go with. I mean, hmm. there's certain players you can look at and think, yeah, they probably deserve a, a start. I would, if we're starting at the back, I would. I mean, between Dubravka, Karius, and Gillespie, it's anyone's guess really. Like, there's Gillespie's very unlikely, I would say, to get a game, and then you've got Karius and Dubravka. I would probably say if Dubravka's top of that pecking order at the minute, so I would presume he comes in at left back. I, wouldn't rule out uh, Matt Target coming in. Burns held that left-back spot down brilliantly all season, but I've almost felt a little bit for Matt Target. He he kind of left Villa because he didn't want to be a backup player and it's not taken him long to to become one at Newcastle. So I think yeah. I think he'll get a start. Um, 
at centre back, we haven't really got any alternatives with, with Jamal LaSalle's being injured. So I think it'll be the usuals at centre back. And then Trippier, yeah, he's just bionic man, isn't he? He just seems to be able to shake off every single knock and play. And then in midfield, I, I, and there's been a little bit of talk of, of Bruno. Obviously, it's clear that he's been carrying an, an ankle injury. And I think he'll probably need surgery on that. So, I mean, who knows how he feels? I'm sure he'll want to play, but it wouldn't surprise me if he's just given a week off because. Let's face well, it. It, it was him. interesting, wasn't it, that as soon as we qualified for the Champions League, Nick Pope surgery. Yeah, like, exactly. Clearly something he needed, yeah. That's it. Well, when I saw that, I wondered, well, I wonder if, if the same happens with Bruno. Um, mm-hmm. Joe Linton seems to be able to play through everything, but then again, he came out of the warm-up and got an injury before Leicester. So I think yeah. we'll probably say Elliot Anderson. I'm sure Longstaff will keep his place and then the third slot is anyone's guess. But I yeah. do hope we see a bit of Lewis Miley, the 17-year-old, uh, academy player. He's been training with the first team quite a bit. He was, he's been on the bench in recent weeks. He hasn't come on, but I know they've got like high hopes for him. And yeah, uh, I, I do, I do kind of the same. I think I'd love to see something a bit different, just because yeah. it's been the same for so long this season, which has been amazing. Obviously, if we needed to win this game, go back to what we know. But because we've qualified, it doesn't make a difference. For those of you who don't know, it literally, I know it used to. It does not make a difference now if you finish third or fourth. We're in the Champions League group stages straight away. Uh, in the it. past, it was like, I think the top two were group stages. And then like third and fourth, we had the qualifying stages. That's why we went out in 2003 to partisan Belgrade, right? That was a yeah, that was it. like a that was a penalty shootout in like a qualifier thing. That doesn't happen anymore. So oh, it doesn't happen in our country anyway. So, yeah. So I, I'd like to see people like Lewis Miley. I'd like to see um, uh, even Lascelles get a game. I know he's injured, but you know that sort of thing. Or uh, t- Target get a game. Maybe. Uh, I mean, who else is there? Who, Gordon, who else? I think Anthony Gordon. Yeah, I mean, yeah, exactly. Anthony Gordon. Yeah. It's a big one. It's a big one for him in preseason, and I think how he's trying to stress out the fans that we've got to have a bit of patience there, and we've got to get him used to the system, used to the intensity, and also improve his fitness. Like I've noticed when I've gone to games that. He obviously he does put a lot of energy in and he's quite a high, high intensity player, but he's been blowing like quite early on when he's come on. And I can just tell his fitness levels probably aren't where they need to be. So I think he's got work to do, but it would be good to get him into the team. And I think a big thing too is that for certain players, especially the likes of say Elliot Anderson, it's hard for the, for how to make a, a, a sort of fair judgment on their future when it comes to a say a loan move if they don't play regularly. So I think it's actually really valuable for how to get another opportunity to see the likes of Anderson or a fringe player to think, am I going to sell you this summer? Am I going to, am I going to keep you in the squad? Uh, do you need a loan move? Things like that. So it's, it's quite rare that you get a Premier League game where you can just experiment a little bit and just sort of put a few players in who wouldn't normally get the chance because it's, uh, as you've said, the stakes have been so high recently, we haven't really been able to rotate. Yeah, no, hundred percent. I mean, they've got nothing to play for as play for as far as I can tell. I mean, Lampard's obviously there. I mean, he's not going to stay any longer after this game. Um, it sounds like there's rumours they're going to get Pochettino, that sort of thing. But for them, if they lose, whatever, they finish 14th. If they win, they finish yeah. 12th or something. You know, it, I don't know what the actual numbers are, but the amount of money they spend on players, I mean, it, it makes, it makes, yeah, it makes no difference. So, so yeah, well, I mean, what's your prediction? What's your prediction? Score prediction. I know we don't know what team that we're going to play and they're going to play, but go for it. What's your score prediction? I'm going to go for 1-1. Yeah, I mean, a few weeks ago when there was, there's been obviously talk of Pochettino coming in for a while and I thought to myself, it could be one of those games where they actually perform because he could be in the crowd in the stands and, and obviously looking at the players he'll be managing from like pre-season onwards. But actually, I'm looking at Frank Lampard's press conferences. I'm looking at the results recently. 
where I mean, I don't know if you saw the Man City Chelsea game a few days ago. That was like a preseason friendly. Like Chelsea really just couldn't be bothered. And I I think it depends how how hard we've partied since we got top secured top four. Yeah. Saw but, the Newcastle uh, players were out last night in Jesmond yeah. at one point and then and then beyond. <laughs> So I think I think to be honest, Chelsea will be the usual Chelsea, pretty flat. They'll give us chances, and I think it'll just depend how much we've we've dropped our levels or whether we are still sort of riding the wave and want to keep this keep the sort of momentum going. Because let's face it, we will still have the bit between our teeth to finish above Man United if we can. It doesn't really matter, but it still would be nice. So personally, I think we're going to win. Um, nice. I think I'm. I mean, I'll, I feel I do feel like. Two one. one, okay, okay, two one. I do feel like Eddie Howe is the sort of character who he doesn't care we've qualified. Really, it's it's like keep going, next game, next game, next game, relentless. Mm. So, uh, which is a good thing for us. All right, so Chelsea. All right, so I predicted one one. You predicted two one. Let's take a break there. Okay, Ollie, we're going to move on to some Twitter questions. We put out a tweet every week asking, or every episode rather, asking for some questions about Newcastle United. Let's have a look what we've got. Here, so first of all, our first question is from at UCL Fantasy Pod. Um, good guy, I know him. He's a good friend of mine, and he asks this: What is your dream Champions League group using realistic rules such as pot allocation? All right, all right, you nerd. Right, well, we'll make sure we keep the rules. Uh, here is what we're going to do. I've got in front of me, Ollie, the four pots for the Champions League draw. Uh, we are in pot four. Uh, but I'm going to go through pot one, then two, then three, and then four. And we're going to choose our ideal, well, pot one, two, and three. We're going to choose our ideal uh, uh, opposition, right? So pot one has Manchester City, Roma or Sevilla, depending on who wins the Europa League. I'm hoping it's Roma because I love Jose Mourinho. Me too. Barcelona, Napoli, Dortmund, PSG, Benfica, and Feyenoord. So they are the champions of their countries and the winner of the Europa League. I think that's how it works. So out of them, Ollie, who would you choose? Uh, and the question, I suppose, behind the question is, are we going for the team we think we could beat or are we going for the best team because we want uh, just a special night where we could nick a, nick a result? I mean, this is the thing. So when I looked at these before the, we recorded, I thought to myself, well, going to the new camp. I mean, my dad went there when I was just a young lad and I remember he brought back like a Barcelona this big Barcelona pencil, he brought back a scarf, he brought back a Ronaldo shirt. And like looking back at those memories and it's the sort of story you can tell your kids and things like that. But I also want Newcastle to win. I don't want to just be there for <laughs> sort of, just for the memory. Do you know what I mean? The memory of uh, yeah, just went yeah. to the new Camp. Yeah. So to be honest, out of all those, if we think about the Feyenoord game, the memories of the Feyenoord game for the Bobby Robson yeah, era. Yeah. And the fact talked that about they about last week, didn't we? Or last episode, we talked about that. That's it, yeah. And let's face it, they're the most beatable team of all of those. I actually think I'm taking Feyenoord, you know, just for the nostalgia of 20 years ago and also the fact I think we'd beat them. So I think I'm taking Feyenoord, you know. You are a coward. <laughs> Who you yeah, no, I think, I think <laughs> to be honest, no, to be honest, I think I would go Feyenoord. I want us to get through the group. You know, there's all these people on Twitter going, do you know what? I'll take Barcelona, Real Madrid and all these things. It's like... Well, I'll take final. Yeah, no, I think we'll beat them. But if I didn't have to take them, I mean, I remember being at the um, UEFA Cup or Europa League, or whatever, um, quarterfinal up in 2013, was it? Or 2012 yeah. against ben Benfica? Well, I was um, there as well. Yeah, 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 I was there. And um, they're in this pot as well. It would be good to play them again. They were a good team then. I think they went on to win it, did they? Did they beat Chelsea in the final? Or did Chelsea beat them? I can't remember. Anyway, I remember. Um, so I take them on. 
But, you know, I mean, we're in a win-win position, aren't we? It's like, if we get someone who's on the lesser end of the good spectrum, it's like, well, we might beat them. And if we get a top team like Barcelona, I mean, we could beat Barcelona. They've been in, they've been a shambles in, in certain competitions and financially and everything. I know they've won the league and stuff, but yeah. So any, I'll take Barcelona then. Okay, so I've got I mean, Barcelona, you've got Benfica from pot one. It's worth mentioning as well. I think I said this either the last episode or the first one, that the beauty of the Champions League really is that feeling of you go into a game and, this is going to happen a lot for us. You'd be the underdog. And it's that thought going to a game of, can you imagine if we beat these? So if Feyenoord turned up to St. James's Park, there wouldn't quite be the same, can you imagine if we beat Feyenoord? Because there'd be a lot of fans actually kind of expecting us to, dare I say. I think they probably would. So I think there's there's, there's that excitement if you drew a Barcelona or a PSG of not only seeing certain players at St. James's Park, like a, maybe a Messi or an Mbappe, but actually thinking, can you imagine if we beat these? And that's sometimes the thrill of it, isn't it? So... You've got to be careful what you wish for because you also don't want to get absolutely hammered. But, um, mm. but yeah, I think I'll I'll bottle out of it and take Feyenoord. <laughs> yeah, I think that um, uh, is there still a rule you can't face someone from your own country in the yes. group stage? Yeah. Okay. I'm so, pretty sure. Yeah. And also these pots, by the way, some of them are in italics. What I'm looking at, and they are projected to confirm a place in the qualifiers. For example, pot two has Man United in. Well. That might still not happen, right? Given tomorrow night. So pot two, here you go. We're going to go off what is projected to happen. Pot two is Bayern Munich, Real Madrid. Crikey. <laughs> this is pot two. Bayern Munich, Real Madrid, Man United, Inter Milan, Atletico Madrid, RB Leipzig, Porto and Arsenal. What would you go for, Oli? Now, on the basis I've got Feyenoord in the first one, I feel like I have to pick out a big boy here in that you want to play you want to play a proper Champions League club who feel like a like you want to go to one of those ties where you you go into the game kind of thinking imagine if we could beat these I want to see how we compete that sort of thing um do you know what I'll say I'll say Real Madrid oh love it I love it have we ever played them competitively well this is another yeah we mentioned this and I think I said this two weeks ago I I I in my or by Munich I don't think We've played either of them ever competitively. Let me Google it while you go. Okay, you've got Real Madrid. Yeah. I'd go for, uh, I'm a wimp, so I'm going to go for Porto. <laughs> All right. But Porto, still a top team. But I think if we got a draw of Feyenoord and Porto, then suddenly you're thinking, do you know what? We could we could get through this group. But if we're getting Barcelona and Real Madrid, you're thinking, well, we're underdogs, massive underdogs. And I, I get your point. Like, it is still... It's quite appealing being the underdog, isn't it? But yeah, yeah I, I hope we I don't get RB Leipzig because it would be like money versus money and, you know, all the headlines and stuff like that. But uh, but yeah, but I mean, the other clubs in that pot, Atletico Madrid, that'll be interesting because you've got Kieran Trippi used to play there. I know Eddie Howe went there to, yeah. to, uh, before he joined us to get some kind of tips and hints off uh, Diego yeah, Simeone. Right. You've got Arsenal, but we're not going to get them. We've got Porto, as I've said, Inter Milan um, having a, storming season in the Champions League final. Uh, Man United, uh, apparently all that will be Liverpool, I guess. Uh, Real Madrid, oh, that would be incredible. And Bayern Munich, that would be incredible as well. I mean, imagine Real Madrid at St. James's Park, the tickets you would not get for love nor money. Uh, pot three. Okay. So this is uh, pot three. This is what you get. Shakhtar Donetsk, Salzburg, Dynamo Zagreb, Rangers, AC Milan, Braga, 
Lazio and Cravena <clears throat> Zvezda. <laughs> I think I'm going to choose them. <laughs> I want Cravena Zvezda. Uh, mainly because I've never, ever heard of them, and I feel like we might beat them. Yeah, I mean, I've just said there that I would take Real Madrid as the sort of... The uh, the, the tie that will have so much thrill about it. So I think I need to be careful who I pick now, because yeah. <laughs> we're yeah. not going to qualify. If, if, we need, if mate, we need three one. points. Go for Cravenas Vesva. It's funny, because I started getting carried away again, and I thought, oh, imagine a trip to the San Siro. But then I was like, Ollie, you, you can't have Real Madrid and AC Milan in your group. Like You're asking for trouble now. So yeah, do you know what I'm gonna? Do you know what Rangers would be all right? Rangers would be cool. I think that'd be a really cool game. Yeah, well, it's not far to go. Well. There's the James Tavernier or have Tavernier or whatever. Their best player ever, pretty much, came from us. And yeah. I feel like we're. I, I've always kind of had an affinity with both Celtic and, and Rangers. I know you're not meant to have an affinity with both, but you know Glasgow being a sort of northern, northern. I mean Scottish, like industrial past city, working class sort of thing. I know I say that with my accent, but you know you know what I mean. Uh, like I feel like I don't know. I just quite like Rangers, and and we had a, didn't yeah. we have a deal with them at some point? Or was that under Mike Ashley years? We had some sort of. Well, there was the Mike Ashley link that he he kind of had a stake in Rangers. Obviously, at the same time right. he was with Newcastle. But um, yeah. I think actually, when you say that, you might be right because there was a time where Vukic went there. Do you remember Harris Vukic? He yes. went there on loan. And he was so meant to be did so so good. He was meant Kevin to be so good. Well. What's oh, up to all these what? players that were meant to be amazing? Vukic, Adam Armstrong, uh, Alan Armstrong, who did end up being quite good. Uh, ben Toza ended up at Wrexham. Obviously, he's doing well there, but still, he was meant to be the next big thing. Then he broke his leg, didn't he? We've uh, now we've got uh, we've had Longstaff. I suppose he's been good, and we've got now we've got Gail Anderson. Who seems to be the best. Yeah. Oh, I remember seeing him against Coventry. Or did he go to Coventry? I remember seeing but him play a game. He hit, smacked it top corner. I remember flipping Matty Longstaff looked amazing. They just never end up in the first team. I know Longstaff has, and, and Anderson hopefully will. But oh, that's the Mike Ashley era for you, though, isn't it? The We're always we, getting we excited about these young players. Yeah, that, that don't quite sort of uh, sort of make. It. I mean, even Chopra. Look at Chopra. Chopra had some sort of record in the how many goals were scored for England under 19s or something. And then Adam Armstrong, if you remember him, he's a little ginger fella who ended up playing for Gateshead. Adam Armstrong. Oh, that's right. Adam Campbell. Crikey. Adam Campbell. ginger there, I thought, that's Adam Campbell. Adam Campbell, right? It's the weirdest little thing. Adam Campbell was like 15 and he won some sort of award at like some international youth competition. And previous winners had been like Raul... And like, you know, uh, Perlo and things like that. Yeah, and then really. it was Adam. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That sort of thing. And then it was Adam Campbell. And we all went nuts. My background screensaver at university was a picture of Adam Campbell's face for about four <laughs> years. And then and then he just ended up doing nothing and going to Gateshead. Yeah, oh. just, just so, so it just became, I had a picture basically of a random bloke as my desktop screensaver for... <laughs> For four years, it, it, I mean, he's not even a professional footballer anymore, I don't think so. That was weird. And anyone who asked, I'd explain, you know, he's the base, the next best thing, you know, he's won this award that he's going to end up at Real Madrid. Nope, he was just a short little ginger fella who didn't do anything. Bless him. Anyway, I don't know how we got onto that. Uh, who, do, who are you choosing from pot three, Ollie? You know what? I'm going to go Rangers because I just think that okay. would be a spectacle to have. I think their fans would be amazing and it would just create a, a, a great night, I reckon, at St. James's, nice. that would. I'm going to go for Kravena Svezvezda because I feel yeah, like that's six six enough. points in the group. Uh, I hope, <laughs> unless unless it's like Football Manager where we haven't got the rights to say their actual name and you've got to call them something else and that's actually like Juventus or something. I don't yeah. know. 
Uh, <laughs> who knows? Uh, pot four. That's us. We're not going to get anyone from there, but uh, because we're in that, so that's us. But uh, let's just talk about them anyway. So in pot four is because uh, we'll face, we might face one of them in the group stages, or sorry, the knockout round. Copenhagen, FC Copenhagen, young boys, uh, which is where Mbabu went, didn't he? Didn't he at some point? That's right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Real Sociedad, which is where we got Isak from. Galatasaray, which well. is where uh, Belizoglu Emre went. I'm going to try and get a link for every single club here. Uh, Celtic, which is uh, in Scotland, which we know. <laughs> Newcastle, us. Union Berlin, can't think of one there. And RC uh, Lens, Lons, however you say it. Oh, what's the link there? Who I've got did one. we get? Yeah, go on. So, so there's, a, there's a very like current link there in this. Well, he left us a while ago, but Masaido Hadara, the left That's back. it. Yeah, yes, okay. he's there playing for them now. So that's, I love that, you Good know, life. because, yeah. He, remember, remember that when he broke from, his leg or something? Yeah, awful. Yes. Callum McManaman, I'll never forget that. Yeah. Shocking. I remember just before that tackle, he, Haidara was suddenly becoming like this explosive left back that we hadn't, he was suddenly playing really well, this youngster. And it was like, mm. oh, this is happening, this is happening. We're going to get a good youngster finally. And, uh, and he just, yeah broke his leg or whatever happened or did his ligaments or whatever it was. It was, it was a bad one, yeah. I think he yeah. probably struggled to recover from it. Okay, so your group, uh, let me get this straight, is um, who do you go for first? Feyenoord. It was Feyenoord and Real then it was Madrid. Real Madrid, then it was Rangers, Rangers and then it was us, obviously. Now that's Fine. that's tough, but I feel like we, we have it in us there to finish second in that group. Definitely. Nice. And I went for Feyenoord, uh, Porto, and then us so yeah if we don't get out of that group then i'm i'm really worried anyway let's go on to our second question which is from ellie wazana which is this you already discussed positions we need to strengthen but in order to bring new players some will have to leave who do you think should leave this summer ollie well, I think if we're starting with the players who just need to be moved on, I think, to create some room in the squad and just because their time has probably come at Newcastle, I think Paul Dummett, I mean, Howe said a few weeks ago that he actually was keen to offer him a new deal. And I think that must be to do with his influence behind the scenes and just as a senior voice um, in the dressing room. But at the same time, they get to a point where when you've got a 25-man squad, you can't have too many of those guys in, like hanging on. Um I'm sure, like, I think Dom has been a great servant and I, I, it would have been nice for him if he could have had that like Dan Byrne role in our team, given what he's offered us over like, the last sort of 10 years. And he's always been quite solid, I think, Dummett. He's never really let us down. But I think the likes of Dummett, Matt Ritchie's, um, they're players for me that you can't keep a hold of for too long when they're just no longer really good enough or, or in, in-house first team plans. So there's got to be quite a few fringe players like, like those two who need to move on. I think the goalkeeping department's far too stacked up. I think like, um, I don't know what's going to happen to Carrius, but I think one of, if not both of Darlow and Dubrav could probably, probably get moved on. And then we'll maybe get a, a young goalkeeper who can come in and sort of learn from Pope. And then again, who knows if we keep Carrius. So, so I think, yeah, there's, there's quite a few sort of fringe players like who need to get moved on and, or, or players really who just shouldn't be offered new contracts in my opinion. And, it, it, as brutal as it sounds, we kind of need to be a bit ruthless now, I think. that we're, Okay, I think it's fair to keep your Dan Burns and your Murphys who don't let us down and have actually proven their worth recently, but I, I don't know if we can be keeping the Dummets and the, the Richies. Um, I think 
one of Mankey or Kraft could go. I think, is there enough room for Trippier, both of those, and a Harrison Ashby? Probably not, really. So that's a lot of the, I don't want to call it deadwood because it's it's almost a bit an offensive term now, isn't it? The players who've done well for the club. But I think those guys have got to get moved on. And then um, Ryan Fraser, I mean, he's just, seems to have burnt bridges now with how he's training with the under-21s. Um Trying to think who else really. Um, we've obviously That's moved on. I think. I think. Yeah, get rid of them. Get rid of them. Yeah, I mean, we've moved on. Wood. He's he's ob- his yeah. obligation to to go to Nottingham Forest has gone through, so he's going, and Shelby's gone. So, yeah, if we can, I mean, we've we've also got, believe it or not, Jeff Hendrick and Isaac Hayden, who'll be Newcastle players again in the summer. Well, they're already oh, Newcastle players. They're coming Frankie. back. I know. <laughs> so yeah, Frankie, there's there's a lot Jeff of Hendrick. There's Jeff Hendrick against Barcelona in the Champions League of the new Camp. I mean, come on. <laughs> Jamal Lewis, there's another one. Um, yeah, I'm still sorry, a, bit confu- a bit confused about yeah, Jamal Lewis. Yeah, I remember we signed him because Liverpool were interested. Then we got him and it was like, oh, we've got a top player there. He only mm. played about five games and suddenly he was on the bench and he's been on the bench ever since. So yeah, I, I mean, what's going on? I felt a bit sorry for him in that he came in and had it. I think it was the home game against Norwich, if, I, if I'm right. And I think... It was one of the first games under Howe and he did pretty well. Um, and then I remember him, we went to Anfield, he started there, he started the game well and then he pulled his hamstring. And that was that was it. I think a, a couple of weeks later, we signed Matt Target, we brought Byrne in and then obviously Byrne played centre-back initially, but that injury just as he was starting to get a chance and, and he was sort of doing okay again and building his confidence, he, he got the injury and then that's it really. I think he needs a move, but then it's easier said than done getting permanent moves for your Hendricks, your Lewis's and all those guys because the wages are probably too big for the clubs who would be able, or well, who would want to get them. I think championship clubs would be in for Lewis's and your Hendricks, but they couldn't play the wages. So I think it might have to be another loan move. But, uh, but yeah. yeah. No, I think, I, think, I think you're right. Those players I completely agree with. Let's take a quick break and then we'll come back and we'll do the last Twitter question. FYI, man. We'll announce the competition winner and we'll close. Welcome back. Uh, let's look at the third Twitter question, which I'm just getting up here because Ollie did send it to me earlier. Uh, yes, there it is. It's from Andrew Reynolds. Andrew Reynolds asks, who are some realistic signings you would like Newcastle to look at that haven't been linked to the club as of yet? Now, this is an interesting one because... Obviously, that caveat at the end, we've all talked about Tierney. We've all talked about Chezabozalozabazi, uh, whatever his name is, the guy whose name looks like a sneeze. We've all talked about uh, a is few others. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Yeah, no, that's Kasha Fasha Fasha Loba. He sounds a bit bit different. But uh, we've all talked about James Madison. I, I turn to your expertise here, Ollie, because I know you talk about this sort of thing every single day at Newcastle and you have to think about it. So who are, I, th- I know, I think you've got a couple of people who you want to suggest could be signings for Newcastle that no one's really talked about yet. It's funny, actually, because when you've got to name players who haven't been linked yet, you actually don't have that many Everyone's players. been linked. Everyone's been linked. Many options. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so yeah, I had to think about this because the question came in earlier. And the first one, so going in at a, a position where I think we're going to strengthen, I really like Estrepinian at Brighton. I think one thing I've noticed about him is the way he can just, he never stops running. He's He's got an incredible engine, I think. And that's something that, really is important for an Eddie Howe team that you can left back if play people at a high don't intensity. Know. Yes, yeah. yes, at left back. Um I think the fact we played a high intensity and we need to be able to maintain those levels of 
intensity and in, in running. I think he he has all of that. And I think as well, not only is he good going forward, he's he's a, he's a solid defender as well. He's competitive. He's, he's still only 25. The issue is Brighton are notoriously tough sellers. I mean, they get players in and you've seen NC. And they only got in this season, I think, didn't they? So it'll be a big, big money move. Well, I think I think this might be second season there, but either way, I mean, it's still it's still going to be a lot of money. So, yeah, that one, someone I'd like. How likely it is based on the fee that demand is another thing. Um, but yeah, I really like him. The second player. Now, this is based on only the World Cup, but Sofi and Amrabat from Morocco. Whenever I watched Morocco at the World Cup, I thought he looked like the way. He, he was quality on the ball. He was always looking for the ball and he, he moved it well. And he was quite a sort of slick player as well for his size. But the way he would fire into challenges, the way he would press, I just thought, wow, he looked made for the Premier League. But it's one thing a player looking good for a couple of weeks in the World Cup. And it's another thing them actually sort of being uh, made sort of made for the Premier League on a consistent basis. But from what I saw at the World Cup, I just thought, wow, he looks... He looks like someone I can imagine us taking a look look at a little bit more after the World Cup. So I really liked him. Um, okay, yeah. One last player who I've I've liked for ages is Eze at Palace. Um, yeah. I just, I mean, again, he would cost a lot of money. Uh, just been called up to the England squad today, right? That's right, yeah. Um, I just think he's so slick on the ball, isn't he? He's a joy to watch. He just glides with it. And he, as well, he can play a couple of positions. I think he could probably play either side of our sort of deep midfielder. So he could probably play as a number eight in that left or right-sided yeah. role. He could play as a number 10 or wide. And yeah, I think he's just such a, such a nice player to watch. And... I think another another Palace player is uh, Mark Gway, or however you say yes. his surname, that centre-back who seems to be growing into sort of being a top, top uh, centre Premier League centre-back. And I mean, there's players, the players that we seem to sort of uh, go for at the moment, maybe it's going to change now with Champions League. I don't know. We don't, we don't look at the people already earning the big bucks at big clubs. We look at the ones who their next step is going to be a Champions League club or big bucks yeah. and that sort of thing. So players like, yeah, Eze and, and the ones you've mentioned are, are exactly right. We're, we're not the, like, we keep getting linked to Neymar and I'm thinking yeah. <laughs> it's just like, if we did sign Neymar, of course it'd be like, wow, flipping it. Let's see what Neymar's made of them. We've got Neymar. <laughs> this is mad, but it just doesn't fit anything that's gone before in this sort of yeah. Eddie Howe and, and the new owner area era and i'm quite i love the way we're doing it it's 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 yeah. it's um sensible it's thought through it's it's totally not doing great. what chelsea have done yeah so and i think most newcastle fans uh think that apart from some slightly weird people on twitter who think we should be getting ronaldo back on loan or something you know that sort of thing but uh but yeah what's no, good about that as well is it's they, they're more likely to then buy into the project when newcastle is the next step and a part of their trajectory as a player whereas if you got a a player who's already been at the top level and then feels like in the back of their mind that, oh, they're taking a step down coming to Newcastle, then their motivation levels and they're not going to be coming in at the stage of their career like a Botman, like an, an Isaac, like a Bruno is. You want players who see Newcastle as this is like the dream move. This is the chance to be in the in the Champions League. Let's face it, we still found, sound mad to say that, but mm. a team on the up and a player on the up is the perfect mix. And getting someone like an Amo, I mean, as you say, it sounds a bit mental to say, oh God, I'd hate Neymar Newcastle because to Neymar. But then the whole reason we're so good, like we talked about on the last episode, is that everyone's pulling in the right direction, the same direction. Yeah. No egos. Uh, yeah, definitely. Um, right, come on. 
Come on, mate. We are. This is going to be our longest pod ever, which is uh, we've only got two before. But let's let's move this on. Let's go to FYI, man. Are you ready, Ollie? I'm ready. Okay. Can you say FYI, man, please? Because I ruin it. FYI, man. There we go. <laughs> okay. So let the let the let the quiz music descend. There we go. I've got, as usual, uh, a bunch of clubs I'm going to name for those of you who haven't played before. Uh, I'm just going to name the clubs. It might not be all the clubs that this person has played for. It might not be an order, or it might be an order. Who knows? Uh, and you've got to name the player, okay? As usual, Ollie, let people play along at home. If you get it straight away, don't don't answer straight away. Give them a bit of time. But here we go. Not County. Newcastle. Bolton Wanderers. Crystal Palace. Stoke City. There we go. Okay. I'll go again. Notts County. Newcastle. Bolton Wanderers. Crystal Palace. Stoke City. This one might be a bit trickier for most. It's funny because when you first... I know what you're going to say. I know what you're going to say. Can I guess what you're going to say? So when you first said, I don't want to say it anything too soon here, because there'll be people listening thinking, just give me a bit longer. But I know what you're going to say. First turn Bolton. <laughs> yeah. I thought, is this going to be Kevin Nolan? Yeah. But I then thought, hold your horses. When you said Palace, when you said Stoke, I thought, can I say it? Yeah, go. It's Shola Ramiobi. Not too good at this game. We're gonna have to. I'm gonna have to raise my levels here. All right. Yeah, it is sure. I'm be well done. I did I try and throw confession? you off. I tried to throw you off with Notts County, Newcastle, and Bolton as first three because yeah, Kevin Nolan, right? But go on. But yeah, the, so it's funny because when I was at uni in Sheffield, I used to actually sell. This is a bit of a random little job I did at uni, but I used to actually sell tickets for a nightclub every like Friday night or something. Of course, you did. There, was, there, was, yeah. <laughs> there was a few people who I worked with who would stand on like the street corner, just waiting for people to come past. And and Kevin Nolan all... was one of them. <laughs> Do you know what? Actually, this is going off off topic, but Trippier once Perfect. walked past me one night when he was there. Uh, when, when I was there, or whatever. Yeah, who who knew? I believe. Would he have been at Burnley at the time? Mm, Maybe in playing Sheffield United in the Championship. Anyway, that's a, that was a little random one. But the point is. On our shifts, we used to play these games where we'd say, name four teams and you've got a guest to play. And so we used yeah. to do the exact same thing. So, yeah. so maybe that's... It's, it's a pretty well-known game, but it's good fun, isn't it? Yeah, probably. Is. There's me got to, uh, next week, ne- ne- next episode, you've got to do it to me, okay? Yes, deal. Because currently everyone's listening, thinking, who's that posh twat? He doesn't know what he's talking about. You know, you need to. You need, we need to show no them that I do. Yeah. You know? yeah I'll take a really tough one. No, I won't. Yeah, do it. No, do it. Do a oh, really tough I? one. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I think I back. I back myself. Anyway, let's end this. Uh, we've got a competition winner to announce. So we did a Bruno shirt competition, signed Bruno shirt, and uh, we said the winner would find out on the pod, and then we forgot, and then we forgot again, and now we're going to do it. So the winner of the Bruno shirt, congratulations. We think your name, according to Twitter, is Matt Milner from Aberdeen, and your handle is at twenty one Milner. So. There we go. Matt Milner, congratulations. It will be on your way to you. We, we will DM you and then send us your address and it will be shipped off 
to you. So thank you to NUFC memorabilia at NUFC memorabilia on Twitter for that. And uh, yeah, we've got another giveaway happening right now, haven't we? Ollie, is that right? Yes, we've got a few lined up. Um, there's a guy on Twitter who does these really nice uh, prints. So they've got some really good ones there. So yeah, we'll be we'll be doing the next one coming out pretty soon, I would think. Yeah, so basically we're just trying to sort of um, bribe you to listen to our podcast. So please uh, accept the bribe. That's fine. Uh, thank you very much. If you like the show, please say so with a link on Twitter or Facebook or however you listen, however, whatever social media you found us on, please say it. Please join our newsletter. The link is below. It's a free newsletter every week um, for Newcastle fans with the latest news rounded up. Five star subscribe, like, you know what to do. Contribute, give us questions. Any way you want to contribute, please do it. You can email us at nufcblogcast at gmail.com. Thank you very much, Ollie. Thank you very much, all of you. And uh, see you in a few days after the Chelsea game. We'll be releasing the next episode. So let's win the last game and uh, finish third. Podcast Network. I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press one. If you're ready to have some serious fun for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press two. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com right now and play over a hundred social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today. At LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.